What is up you guys? Welcome back to Sunset Drive. I'm Anthony Smith, and on this side of the internet, I like to have late night drive types of kikis with some friends talking all things entertainment industry. So get comfy, pour yourself a drink, grab a snack, and let's get rolling. <laughs> Today we have on the drive an ex-night in training from the Kraken Squad. Um, she's an actress, dancer, choreographer, honorary cheerleader, awesome human being. She always leads. She never follows. Everybody, welcome to the show. Julian the Phantom's very own Savannah Lee May. Hi, that was the best <laughs> intro I have ever heard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. By the way, I'm so excited to have you on the show because I've been telling your team this, but like... Everybody that I know who's met you through Nickelodeon or just talking with Tori and people from Julie, they don't have enough nice things to say about you. Like you're They're unanimous. Just being nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> Unanimously, everybody's like, she's the nicest, kindest person ever. And I, I, I just needed to mention that because, I, you know, if we peel off all of your success and everything you've done at the core, you're just a kind human being. And that deserves oh, to be mentioned. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Okay, so. You're a nice person, but your character on Julie and the Phantoms is may maybe not the best person so maybe far. Maybe not, not the best. That's the best way to put it, too. Not the best human, not the but it's best. Okay. She's working <laughs> on it. She's she's figuring it out. Um, and I know by by press standards, I, I should be asking you what is Julie and the Phantoms about. But I feel like you know, if you if people at home haven't watched the show already, right. that's just embarrassing for them. I think you know. Let's <laughs> like, how just dare think, they? How, how dare they? Dare how, they? How have you not watched it yet? <laughs> the blunt disrespect. Um, but you know, I want to I want to put a twist on that question. So. So you play the antagonist of the show and in Carrie's own heart, like she's the she's the hero of her story. She's not the villain. Julie's exactly. the villain. She's she's <laughs> all eyes on her. You know what I mean? Like she there's no there's no stopping that yes. girl. So I want to know because a lot of actors will do this thing whenever they play the villain in a story. They'll be they'll play the character as if the character thinks that they're right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, in the story. So how do you think Carrie would explain her perspective of the storyline of the first season? Oh, I love this question. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. Carrie would definitely take it as she's living her best life. She's mm -hmm. the most popular girl in school, has the most popular guy on her arm, you know? Come on, Nick. She's living her best life, mm -hmm. loving it. Mm -hmm. um, has her own girl group called Dirty Candy. They're thriving, just thriving. Thriving. Um, and, you know, she used to have a best friend named Julie, but they had a falling out. But, you know, she's not going to let that stop her. She's still going to be the best she can be. Mm -hmm. And,. When Julie's mom passes, she knows she's just kind of there, but she, she she knows that Julie hasn't done any projects or any thing with the class. She's not participating, so she doesn't understand why she's still in this class. Mm -hmm. Carrie's working so hard mm -hmm. to stay in this class. Why isn't Julie working? Mm -hmm. You sound so mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's like, that's her brain, you know? It is. And so... You know, Carrie is just sitting there doing everything she needs to do. And they go to perform at the school pep rally. And when mm -hmm. she goes, she performs, gives it a wonderful performance, living her best life with dirty candy. And then Julie comes in out of nowhere, unannounced, not invited to mm -hmm. perform, and shows, <laughs> shows up on stage with three holograms. And they create this band and steals all of Carrie's thunder, all of Carrie's spotlight, all of her all work, of Carrie's hard, hard work, hard earned work uh -huh. just goes down the drain. How mm. dare she? 
And then she has the nerve to continue to do that. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> You're sending me right now. <laughs> this is the best question I've ever been asked. Yes. She has the nerve mm-hmm. to keep stealing Carrie's spotlight. And then she, you know, there's always this witty banter. Always mm-hmm. between the two of them. They always try to come for each other with little things. Mm-hmm. And she tries to get on Carrie's level, but Carrie's just too smart for that. Mm-hmm. They upstage her again at the coffee shop at the little performance there. And mm-hmm. Carrie just doesn't know what to do. And, you know, I think part of Carrie really misses her friend and she loves watching her shine. But she doesn't know why she has to do it on her own time. Why right. do you have to do it? Why do you have to compete with me? Exactly. Julie's making this a competition. <laughs> it's not Carrie. <laughs> Let's the, be honest, it's really Carrie, but from The Carrie's writers of this show are just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> from, yeah, this is so not it. But like from but, Carrie's perspective, this is, this is everything. Exactly. Because Carrie's worked her whole life to be where she is. And she just thinks Julie waltzed on in and stole all the spotlight. When right. Julie worked just as hard. <laughs> like, has just like so much talent. But, oh, yes. And then, you know, towards the end of season one, I think Carrie starts to soften a little bit. And she notices that... Her friend is shining, and she should celebrate that. And she really misses her friend. So that's where we end season one. Oh, I love that. I'm sure she's like, why is Julie shining on her own when she could have just worn the red wig? Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Not the red wig. Not the red wig. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. I love that. That would be iconic. (laughs) So iconic. Okay, so you're from Texas, right? Am I correct? Yes, Houston, Texas. She's a Texas girl. (laughs) Um, Walk me kind of through your career. You know, you started dancing at three and a half years old, which, by the way, iconic, because at three and a half, I was eating (laughs) dirt in my backyard. Um, But you were dancing at that time. And then you went to Humphrey School of Musical Theater. And then you did dance where you dressed as Justin Bieber, which I want to touch on because I feel like that deserves context. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yes. And not. you're shredding on stage on a Kenny Ortega project in a pink wig like how did that happen (laughs) what yeah what happened I honestly (laughs) don't know (laughs) being very real Mm -hmm. I have no idea how that happened you worked Um, hard I mean man there's when you break it down like that there's so much that's happened in my life like I haven't really thought about it and we're the same age and I'm like girl you're thriving That's, I can't, that's so Mm. crazy to me. It's just, you know, I think a lot of my life is just kind of like one big blur until I moved out to LA and started Mm -hmm. out here. I feel like two different lives. I moved when I was 15, but it was in 2016. So we moved in on Valentine's Day, funny enough, of 2016, right? Cute. So now we always know our anniversary of living in LA. Love that. But yeah, so like you said, I started when I was dancing at three and a half Mm -hmm. and Honestly, I always loved dancing, and when I was, like, a baby and everything, my mom and him always had on music, because my mom and dad both love music, and all types of genres, too. I was raised on, like, everything under the sun. You, you'd you never... It's unreal. But <laughs> I, I grew up loving music, and when I was, like I said, when I was a baby, I'd always, like, sit around and just kind of, like, dance, because I, I wasn't... I think at this point, before I started walking, I was just always like rocking in my chair back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so then once I hit the right age, my mom's like, you know what, let me just put her in some dance classes, see what happens. If anything, she could just have something fun to do. Yeah. Well, little did she know. (laughs) (laughs) Changed everything. But Mm -hmm. so I started dancing and I started in tap, ballet and jazz, a lot of their like combo classes. And then as I got older and trained more and more, I fell in love with so many different styles and 
So I started training in contemporary, modern, just basically everything, mm-hmm. except for ballroom. I've never done ballroom, and I really want to try that. I really want to try ballroom. Dancing with really the stars, like pick up right? the phone, pick up the yeah, phone. Please. I'd love to compete. <laughs> I've loved that show since I was little, so like, I'd love oh it. Oh my god, this season, <laughs> Neve. Yes. 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 So, <laughs> so I um, danced at this one studio called Julie Holly School of Dance, and I danced with them for about eight years. And okay. on my eighth year... That's when I also auditioned for um, Humphrey School of Musical Theater. And when I made it into their academy, I trained my final year with Julie Hollies and my first year with Tuts. And so my mom, bless her soul, she was driving back and forth an hour and 15 minutes almost every single day to get me to each class. Bravo, mom. Right? Mm. Right? Round of applause. Round of applause. Mama May, let's go. Mama May, yes. (laughs) That's what everyone calls her. It's like her nickname, Mama May. Oh, I love that. Right? It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I trained, then I started training just with Humphrey School Musical Theater, and I trained with them for about five and a half years, and I did a lot of different shows with them, and then I was even given the opportunity to do a lot of choreography DVDs in New York with a company wow. called iTheatrics, okay. and they're associated with Musical Theater International, okay. and so they're a wonderful program. So I went to New York a few times to film choreography DVDs with them, and I'm still really close with the people who run that in the Junior Theater Festival. Like, they're some of my favorite people in the world, so I'm still really close to all of them. Yeah. And then um, during my fifth year-ish of being with Humphrey School Musical Theater, that's when I came out to LA for some workshops and classes because I was really interested in TV and film. I was Mm -hmm. always in love with Broadway, but I've always also always been interested with TV and film. Mm -hmm. So came out to LA, did a couple classes and workshops, and then I ended up signing with an agent and a manager. And they were like, how fast can you move out here? I was like, give me two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Okay, two I want to touch on that because we had a prologue on this episode where I talked about kind of the background I had with film and TV. And I live in Quebec, mm-hmm. Canada. And so okay. when they said move out to LA, I looked at my parents and I was like, can we can we move out to LA? And they were just like, can you live there alone? And I was just like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> Guess not. But your, your parents were so down for it, which I love. They were. I mean, I, that's one thing I've always been so lucky with. They're so incredibly supportive. And my whole family is like my entire extended family is so unbelievably supportive. So I've always been very fortunate with that. But and, you know, I think they've always really believed in me, too. So they were mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's try it. And my dad said, you know, we'll just try it. See what happens. We'll give right. it a year. And if you book something in that year, you can stay. If it's worth staying for, you can stay. Mm-hmm. And then if not, you can just send in self-tapes from Texas. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Sounds like a plan. And I'm such, I'm such like a perfectionist and I'm so determined that I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because I want to stay. Yes. <laughs> I want to stay. <laughs> so I um, went on so many auditions. I mean, this was from February up until October. I went on oh. tons of auditions. You were there for pilot season. I was. And yeah. so, which was really, it's such a cool experience because I never auditioned for anything in TV and film before. Right. So I didn't really know how it worked. And being there for pilot season where it was just tons of auditions back to back, it was nice mm-hmm. to kind of get the feel of how everything went. Mm-hmm. And so went on a lot of auditions and I kept getting so close, like so, so close. Oh, no. And I know. And they'd keep <laughs> telling my team, they'd say, listen, she's great. We love her. We'd love to cast her, but she just doesn't have any experience. And I'm like, but how are you supposed to? 
Okay, this is even people at home who are not actors who are trying out for yes. their first job. They're always like, "You don't have experience." Well, baby girl, how can I get experience if you're not gonna give me the experience? <laughs> that's the that's the truth. I know, I mean, and it, it's so it's so difficult. But that's where I just always thought, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and like you just you gotta have faith that whatever is supposed to happen in your life, that's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So stay positive. I, I try to be a, a positive person. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the next one. Yeah. And it went on all these auditions. And then October of that year, I got the first audition for Night Squad. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I went out for Prudence. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And I actually made it down to the final network test for Prudence. It was between myself, um, Lexi, who played Prudence, and then I believe someone else. Okay. And I made it down to the final round of everything. And I remember that was like a week before Thanksgiving. So the whole Thanksgiving break was just like silent because oh, everyone no. was on like, break. Yeah. So it was just like sitting on pins and needles. And then after Thanksgiving, I found out from my agent. She said, hey, listen, you didn't get it. They loved you, though. And they said to stay in town over the beginning of the holidays because there might be something else for you. And sometimes they just say that to be nice. And so I was like, okay, thanks. Like, if it's okay, it's totally okay if not. But I loved the experience. It was the furthest I'd gone in a callback process. So that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like my first network test, too. So that was like crazy. But then I remember it was the next day after she told me that, that I got the breakdown in the audition for Buttercup. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I love this part. And my agent was like, yeah, it wasn't on the breakdown before. Don't know why, but hey, go out for it. Yeah. So I went in on that Friday at like 9 a.m. And nobody else was there. It was like a ghost town. Oh. <laughs> so I went in, auditioned. I kind of thought it was weird, but I was like, it's okay. Maybe I'm just early because I'm homeschooled. And maybe everyone mm-hmm. else is still in school. Fast forward to that Monday. And I knew that the pilot was starting production on that Monday. So I was like, I didn't get it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. Um, and then I got the call at like 1230 in the afternoon that I booked it and that I worked it the next day. So like, Wait, that's the best and also the worst because right? you can't mentally yeah. prepare. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was literally me like sitting, drinking my coffee and in our apartment, just like not even doing anything. We were actually, we had just booked our flights to go home for Christmas okay. and it was for December 15th and the pilot was filming from technically my first day. I believe it was the fifth possibly. Okay. Whatever that day was, whatever that Tuesday was, mm-hmm. it was that Tuesday up until the 15th. And so I couldn't, oh. so we had to change our flights. Oh my and it God. was really, it was really funny because my dad, you know, he did give us a year, but he said, listen, by Christmas, we might need to start making plans and being prepared for you to come home. Mm-hmm. So then literally by December 4th or 5th, whenever I found out, I was like, I'm staying. <laughs> oh my, that's the best news to give on Christmas. Come right, on. Right, it's like the best Christmas present ever. The best Christmas present ever. It was amazing. Oh and then Night and then... Squad happened, filmed that, and then... Here we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Here we are. By the way, Night Squad, that was not really my, ne- my generation of Nickelodeon. I was a little older right. when Night Squad came out. But I watched it back and I was just like... Oh, I get it. I get why this show was popular. I have two little sisters and they watched it. And I was just like, I get it. I get it. You get mm-hmm. it? You get it? I get it. I get it. <laughs> did you heighten your voice as Buttercup? Or did you just like I hit did. puberty? Okay, I was just like, maybe she just hit puberty. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, so many people have asked me that. No, I, I, my, I mean, my voice was a little bit higher naturally back yeah. then. I mean, I was barely 16. Right. But I, um, I definitely made it higher in the audition process. And then when I booked it, I was like... Oh, oh. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta keep this up. But okay. you know what? 
Ariana Grande did the same thing with Cat Valentine. Right? So, right? And so people started making that reference and I felt so honored. Just Ariana like, Grande, Savannah yeah. Lee May. Just like, it's the same. It's the same. You know? I was like, I will take it. <laughs> I will Listen. take it. So you're a musical theater fan, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so we we can relate on that. My little playbill right here. Um, yes. Waitress. One of my favorites. Beautiful. Beautiful. My, my friend Beautiful. Colleen played Dawn in waitress on uh, oh my New god York. yeah that's so cool i watched her videos like i watched her videos growing up <laughs> yeah she's she, she's my boss <laughs> yeah wait what <laughs> okay we're gonna go on a little bit of a tangent okay so i work for colleen and miranda sings um i design all her merch and all her visuals for her brand that's what i do <laughs> oh my god that's so cool that's yeah. just like a casual thing to throw in there too me and all of my musical theater friends from Texas were like obsessed, obsessed. We love Moran. You know what? It, I just love, I don't like saying it because it feels like I'm bragging, but it's just like, you work for Kenny Ortega. Like, girl, let's just like, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's. You work for Miranda Sings. Miranda Sings. But she, she booked Dawn on Waitress last right. year. She was like, hey, why don't you come see the show? So just like my first Broadway show ever, by the way. And then oh. I sit down there and I was crying in the seat at the end. And I was just like, this is home. This is home. This is... This is it. This is it. This is it. But you're an, an obvious musical theater fan. I want to know if you could pick any, not musical, but any musical number from any project ever, what musical number would that be? Oh, that's a good one. You come up with the best questions. I do my research. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that I watched growing up. That I was always like, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. anything from High School Musical, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, um, work this out. <gasps> that was my jam. I learned the choreography <laughs> when I was like uh-huh. seven. Uh-huh. Uh, loved it. But in um, our hearts, we've all been a part of that musical in our bedrooms. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But I maybe, oh, I mean, I love Hairspray. That's <gasps> one of my favorite musicals of all all time mm-hmm. and we, we did it when i was younger we did it when i was like 14 15 at my theater company it was such a blast wait but did you know that maddie balio went to your musical theater yes yeah we met briefly a few times i actually saw a couple of the shows that she did and then when they announced that she was in hairspray live i was like hey sis oh my God. <laughs> yes and even um sadie sink from stranger things for people who did not know yes sadie Thriving. one of my oldest friends really love her we started off at the academy together, and we were in um, beginner acting class together. And so we did that, and then also voice class, and then we did Annie together. And uh-huh. then we just kind of like grew up, and then she went to Broadway in New York. And anytime I went to New York, I saw her shows, and we caught up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then now she's like on the biggest TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I stand. I probably have what her pop queen. figure somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and one of the sweetest people, like adore Sadie, absolutely adore her. <sighs> But yeah, Hairspray is one of my favorite shows. So maybe one of the numbers from that, from the movie, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so good. I love Nicest Kids in Town. <gasps> Nicest Kids in Town is yes. such a bop. It's <laughs> such a bop. Imagine a crossover between Julie and the Phantom. So we would have Flynn, Carrie, Julie doing um, Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now. I would <gasps> die. <laughs> That's brilliant. Kenny, listen. (laughs) I'm on IMDb. Hook me up. Hi, hi, Kenny. (laughs) We have a request. We have a request. Um, I think I would go from either... Have you watched La La Land? Yes. Yes. Anything from La La Land. 
anything from La La Land. Um, For sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so if you could join any other musical cast, like any other show, any other musical show, which one would it be? Running or not running anymore? Oh, that's hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's so many. I mean, currently, I mean, I know it's not running right now due to COVID, but ones that were on Broadway prior, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pre-COVID, Mean Girls. Love Mean Girls. (laughs) We're best friends right now. We're best friends right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like Mean Girls, iconic. So good. So good. It's incredible. 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 Audition for the movie. Um, They're doing... Oh my god, I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fangirl so hard. <laughs> Just to sing those songs, mm-hmm. I'd die. Yeah, definitely Mean Girls. And then I guess, I'm trying to think. Oh, one that's not running that I've always loved, um, Bring It On. Have you heard? <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. We did that one too. <laughs> the taste. <laughs> the taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that one too at my theater company. It was such a blast. But to do that with like the original cast. Uh huh. Oh, Ooh. That mm-hmm. that hit different. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to tune in. I'm gonna have to tune in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Love yes. that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I, I would have loved you. You know, you also would have been awesome. You would have been awesome in everything. I feel like at this point, I'm thinking about it. Like High School Musical, the musical, the series, you would have been great in that. Because I saw such your, a good show. Such a good show. Because you, I saw you do drama on The Secret Life of Cheerleaders. Yes. Which, by the way, <laughs> Buttercup and Ava was so like polar opposites. So I was, it was just so like so opposite. <laughs> so opposites. I was just like. Oh, so she has range. You know what I mean? Thank <laughs> you so much. You're the of course, of course. Wait, okay, so we're speaking of music. Um, last last episode we filmed with Tori, we were talking about how we would want to see an episode where my my dream for season two is the music teacher telling um Julie and Carrie, like you guys have been at it for way too long. You need to get sit at the piano together and write together. And she has to perform with the hologram band with Julie. How would you feel about that? What do you think the song would be about? I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am absolutely here for that. Number one, I think it'd be just so cool to have that in the storyline itself and to see yeah. those two characters try and mend their relationship. Mm-hmm. But I also just think it'd be really fun to sing with Maddie and to like sing in the recording studio with her. Like that'd be a yes. blast. It'd be so much fun. But ooh, the song. I'm trying to think. Oh, when Maddie and I went live like a while back mm-hmm. together right after the show came out and someone asked us if we would ever want to do a duet and Maddie had a genius idea. She said oh. how when Julie writes by herself, not necessarily with the boys, but when it's by herself, it's a lot of like R&B, a little bit more soulful and a little bit more like Alicia Keys mm-hmm. type of vibe. And then with Carrie and Dirty Candy, she's very pop, very Katy Perry, Ariana Grande. And she said, what if we combined the two and made it like a pop R&B song? It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just chef's kiss. There it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's that is it. Because I love your songs from the show. Like this. Wow. And all eyes on me. All eyes on me. I thought you were talking about Maddie's songs. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's a queen. Oh, Maddie's a queen. You're talking about mine. Thank you. (laughs) No, no, no. Yes, yours. I mean, Maddie's a given. I feel like we've all have been made aware of the genius this girl is but your Absolutely. songs are awesome all i mean have has been taken over tiktok but like <laughs> yeah. in in a lot of musicals um the mean girl will a lot of the time have the songs that are like i'm popular i'm 
Sharpie Evans. Let's just right. just Sharpie Evans, you know. Period. Period. <laughs> but yeah, so I would love to see like kind of a stripped down Carrie, just like kind of more vulnerable, kind of more like I'd love ooh, that. Ooh, mm-hmm. Trying to show her inner gold that's in her heart. Yeah, I do think that there's gold in there. You just yes. gotta like dig through it a little bit. <laughs> and and if you don't find it after a while, just keep digging. Just keep digging. <laughs> digging girl you'll get there soon you'll You'll get there there soon soon, i promise yeah someone on set talked about i forgot who it was but they said i'd love to see like an acoustic guitar version of all eyes on me with maybe the words kind of rewritten where it's kind of like you feel like you're never seen Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like hidden or you know they never never sees like the true you i was like that's genius let me pull out my guitar real quick yeah <laughs> let, let me put you on the writing team real quick like let me let, let, let me, me just yep mm-hmm. there it is taking notes taking notes yeah i just i'm all for uh complex female characters in film and tv and so yeah. i feel like even with julie like with more seasons like, there's just so much you can explore with the characters like i thought mm. about what if carrie didn't have a mom either or didn't have a good relationship with her mom and then yeah, like we don't know where she is we don't know where she is girl <laughs> hit us up um but like imagine like she doesn't have a good relationship with her mom and then when right. julie's mom passed away she was really upset about that and then she couldn't help but hear carrie complaining about her mom and that's what like drove a wedge between them right so there's much. so many questions like so many ways we could go with this so many routes to take okay i want to talk about we talked about sharpay evans which i know that you watched watched her acting to kind of get a sense get like the feel get the vibe of um (laughs) of the character so i want to play a little game with you so what i love about mean girls in film and tv is yes you hate them but yes Mm. you love them you know what i mean like it's a hate love relationship it's a hate love relationship like you hate them but you also want to be them if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Gl- yes. So I want us to explore five iconic Mean Girls from film and TV. And we should decide, would we be friends with them or would we be enemies with them? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. okay. So first, Mean Girl icon, Regina George. Would you be friends with Regina? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> really? I would. You don't want her on your bad side. Like, true, true. <laughs> you got to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. You want to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That is correct. That is correct. So, plus, I just feel like she'd be a really, if you were on her good side, I think she'd treat you well. You know? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she treats you the worst. Maybe not. <laughs> we not learned anything from the first movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I mean, but then again, I don't think she really liked Katie. I don't think she really liked her a whole bunch. I think she just kept her because she was thought she was threatened by her. Oh, you know? that's a good Maybe idea. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's I, see, it. I have the mindset of like, the mean girl. <laughs> yeah, but, I no, I love that. You know what? I think with Regina George, she liked Katie right up until they were at the Halloween party. And she was like, oh, I'm going to talk to Aaron and like let him yes. know you like him. Because she thought he was going to be like, nah, not interested. And then she would just laugh about it. But when he said like, yes. really? And I looked at her. That's when she was just like. That's my man. <laughs> That's my man. That is my man. <laughs> That's what, that Excuse was the you. Excuse you. <laughs> Next one, which I, I feel like I know your answer to this one, Sharpay Evans. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely be friends mm-hmm. with Sharpay Evans. Mm-hmm. She's yes. iconic. 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 And, you know, I think she was misunderstood. All Sharpay wanted to do was follow her dreams. That's it. That's True. That's she wanted to do. She's ambitious. So, She's ambitious, and mm-hmm. you want that in a friend. You yeah. want that in a friend. Oh, yeah. 
So I would carry Sharpay Evans books to class a thousand percent. I would oh. be her minion a thousand percent. Would be her minion. There her it is. minion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you watched Thirteen Going on Thirty? Oh, of course. Of course, of course. Okay, so. <laughs> Tom Tom from 13 Going on 30, her friend that backstabbed her. If you haven't watched yeah. the movie and this is a spoiler to you, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but when, like you, you should be embarrassed. Yeah, th- this is just, no, that's uncomfortable for me that you're not, you haven't watched the show yet. Um, you haven't watched the movie yet. So would you be friends with Tom Tom? Probably not. Me neither. She's not even like funny or not even remotely nice, even to like, even in a fake way, which that doesn't sound good. But yeah, she doesn't even try. <laughs> she doesn't even try. Uh, no. That's better. She doesn't mm-hmm. even try. Mm-hmm. So no, I probably wouldn't. She just, she's just ready to step on people till she gets yeah. to the top. And she wasn't even I, glamorous. She wasn't even glamorous. No. No. Uh, no. How dare she? And then you always, you, you thought she was nice right up until the end when you realized she was a snake. And that's the worst kind because that's a backstabber. At least be mean that to is my a face. That's a backstabber. Yes. It's not even just a mean girl anymore. Like that is just manipulative. Manipulative. That is not it. Disgusting. Um, Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Wait, are you a Scream Queens fan? Okay, so I've never seen it, but I've seen a lot of like, I know, I know, I need to watch it. I've never seen it, but I've seen so many scenes, so I know okay. about okay. characters. What about Chanel Oberlin, played by Emma Roberts? Probably just because she's really funny. Like uh-huh. the scenes I've seen, she's so funny. She's like, incredible. I love her. She's so <laughs> fabulous. Like, yes. And all of her little minions, like they all get this like such nice treatment. As I'm not talking about as like personally but mm. they get like they get all this designer stuff because she has to have her minions look good yeah i mean hey i can put up with some this some words between the two of us i can put up with that if you if you get to wear chanel nice stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me chanel mm-hmm. shoot I, whatever I w- you would like <laughs> i would be chanel number seven number eight number nine i would be all of them all of them all the spots are taken sis all the spots are taken um okay this she's i think one of my favorite modern day mean girls and that's cheryl blossom from riverdale icon Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. icon you'd be friends with cheryl or yeah i just Mm -hmm. i just want to be friends with everybody apparently (laughs) (laughs) you really do except for tom tom yeah, no, Tom Tom can get out. <laughs> the, You're not the welcome there. in our friend group, mm-hmm, Tom Tom. Mm-hmm. No, not in our network. Um, yeah, definitely. I I love Cheryl, and I feel like as the show continues, yes. she's not. She, you know, she stays loyal to the people that back her she up. feels like mm-hmm. they're yeah who back her up, who have her back. Mm-hmm. She definitely stays loyal to them, and I'd always have her back. So I think we'd be chill. You'd probably be chill. My only issue is she kept her brother's dead body in her house for That's a little messy. <laughs> for a little several seasons. And that's just, I think, even my Bath and Body Works candle can mask that smell. You know what I mean? Like, this just, like, there's just like Bath and Body Works. <laughs> like, nothing can mask that smell. Like, nothing. Yeah, no. That's the one thing. I think I'd just be like, hey, listen. Are you okay? I don't think you're okay. <laughs> okay. For we need to talk about this. <laughs> We we could go on and on about Riverdale, which by the way yeah. I love. I went to Vancouver. Have you visited the set of Riverdale when you went to Vancouver? No, I didn't. Oh my god, oh, I did that dear. embarrassing thing of just like going to set. I have a friend who works on that set, and I got to visit it like for the next season. I'm a stan. You know, you pretend like you're like, oh, Riverdale's cute, but I don't really watch it. And then you get invited to right. set, and you're just like, I'm a stan. I'm a stan. I'm a stan. <laughs> you said Pop's Diner. Where you at? Oh, where you at? <laughs> 
I'm about to visit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you worked on Night Squad. Night Squad wrapped around um, a year and a half ago, right? Yes, it was early 2019. Yes. 2019, <laughs> yes. which after this year feels like years ago. Um, literally. <laughs> literally. Yes. Um, so you finished Night Squad. And I know for a lot of people, when you finish a sitcom, and you're at the end of high school and you're kind of going into college. There's always like right. that, like fear, confusion. Like, should I go to college? Should I keep working at my craft? Yes. Keep doing what I'm doing? Have you ever experienced that? Like um, that, that fear when you finish, you know, Night Squad of being like, what am I going to do? How did you navigate that for everybody at home who wants to know how that feels? Because I remember you were doing a live with Owen and Owen was just like, after we finished Night Squad, I was just like, I need to book something. Was that something? <laughs> he was like, yes. I, I need he was to like, we're rent. unemployed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, how, how did you experience that? What was that like for you? So w- when we found out that Night Squad was canceled, we actually all found out on set together. Okay. <clears throat> we found out with about three episodes left to film, I believe. Okay. And so, which is very rare. Most yeah. of them you find out after the show's done, but they were, I mean, even though it was canceled, we were lucky enough in that standpoint to know ahead of time so the writers could rewrite that last episode into the finale that we would want. So that, from that standpoint, we were fortunate that they did tell us beforehand mm-hmm. instead of being blindsided later on. Oh, a thousand percent. Right, so um, during, we found out that it was canceled and then the next day is when I got the audition for Secret Lies of Cheerleaders. Yes. Funny enough, so it was like right after. She was like booked and busy. And <laughs> I was like, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> so I went in on that Friday, auditioned for it, and then it wasn't until the following week that I found out I booked it. And but in between that week, I really didn't think I was gonna get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I auditioned and then just kind of like had it leave my mind because I wanted to focus on those last few weeks of Night Squad filming. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, I, I remember talking with my team about it, and I was like, listen, I know that this is where like a lot of people get really stressed out, and they don't know where exactly they want to go next. I Mm -hmm. mean, college and getting an education has always been very important to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I was very, very um, strict with my education in high school. Yeah. But when it came time for college, I I decided my freshman year would have been the second season of Night Squad. And I remember thinking, I just want one season where I don't have to worry about assignments and just like strictly work on the show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were canceled. So then I was like, you know what? I'll sign up. I'll do everything I need to do. I'll go online, find a really good one. Cause I didn't, I wanted to find one that was remote through computer and everything just due mm-hmm. to working or booking another job. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do that. And then I literally found out I booked secret lives of cheerleaders. It's like, guess that's the new plan. I exactly. Will take it. Mm-hmm. So we wrapped night squad and then I started filming the next week for cheerleaders mm-hmm. filmed that. And then I missed the deadline for registration. So I was like, you know what? We'll just wait. It was coming up on summer. Like, it was coming up on spring, summertime anyway. So I was like, you know what? I'll just give myself the summer. We'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then I was constantly booked and just, like, really busy with different events or press things. And through Nickelodeon, I was very lucky enough. They sent myself and my cast member from Night Squad, Lilimar, they sent us Mm -hmm. to Malta to do this cool like festival thing so we got to go there and we were busy with that and then through that team they asked me to do a few other movie press type of junket things with Mm -hmm. different cast members from like spider-man and uh jumanji (sighs) and 
Ooh, yeah, wow. it was crazy. <laughs> like in the same room as like Tom Holland and then The Rock and Jack Black. It was. I would have combusted. I would. I couldn't speak. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my name. It was. It was cool. Um, but so I was. I was lucky enough to be busy with all of that. Then, kind of once all of that passed, mm-hmm. it was coming up on fall again. So I was ready to register, and I hadn't booked an actual acting job mm-hmm. just yet. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm just sitting at home. And then I got the audition for Julie and the Phantoms. So every time I went to sign up, <laughs> every time I went to sign up and register and get ready for it, it just wasn't in the cards. So I just took that as a sign of like, not right now, maybe yeah. later down the line, but don't stress about it right now. So, of I mean, course. I was definitely stressed a little bit when Night Squad was initially canceled because it is that thought. We are getting older and we're trying to break into more adult roles or more adult series and mm-hmm. kind of break out of the Nick and Disney world. And yeah. it's it's a little difficult when you go into it, especially at that age, because when you're yeah. freshly 18 or like about to hit 19, you're still on the younger side to where you can play a lot younger, depending on, you know, if you look younger-ish. And yeah. so it was definitely a little stressful, but mm-hmm. luckily everything worked out the way it was supposed to. So you just... Once again, I just had that faith that it was going <laughs> to hopefully work out. <laughs> but I feel like just the universe gave you that answer. Just like, oh, you're on the fence? Well, here's your answer, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, when we had Tori last episode, we went on a 20-minute tangent about restaurants when I asked her about this question because Tori's love for food is just unmatched. 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 That's a perfect word. Unmatched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to know, like, when... You guys were on set for um, Julian the Phantoms. I love Vancouver. Yes. It's like second home at this point. Um, Beautiful. What did you guys do on your days off? Like Friday night, weekends, whose apartment was always open? Where, where, where was it? Where was it happening? You know, what, where was it popping? Where was it popping? Where do I need to pull up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's see whose apartment. I feel like I was always if I went to someone's apartment, it was always Owen and Charlie's. I feel like yes. I went to theirs also because they were literally like five minutes away from my apartment building. So just oh, a quick right. little skip, pop, and a jump over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely to their apartment a lot. But I guess just hanging out. We, we went to Joey's quite a lot. Oh, yeah. She mentioned Joey's. Mm-hmm. And we, we would get the apple pie with the maple ice cream. Um, and per se social corner, which I feel like she's the spokesperson for. Oh, she is. And that's where <laughs> she'd want to go eat. Every, I love her for it too, and they knew her order. <laughs> She'd be like the usual. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We were. I was like, that, okay, wow, that, that's the level I want to be at one day. <laughs> we, I want to be close with restaurant owners. If I if there's one okay. wish, and she was just like, yeah, I got close with someone, and I was like, we need to talk after. We need to. You, <laughs> you need, need to teach, teach me your, your ways. ways. Oh. <laughs> I love oh you. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> we're turning into me and Tori. We do this all the time. Oh my god, I love I that. I love it. For sure, definitely like their apartment or we'd all go out to Joey's and eat or Social Corner. Um, there was like a quite a few times that like certain things we'd go and do that were a lot of fun. Not routinely, but okay. certain things that happened like that were just special moments or like really funny memories. But Aww. yeah, I mean, definitely we all just like would find time to hang out with each other. And it'd be as simple as like, hey, I'm bored. Do you want to like walk around? Yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> you have Stanley Park just right there. Like you right just there. 
just go there and you can have a good time so easy okay next thing i wanted to touch on um actually that's this perfect because we talked about memories um you know i think one of the reasons people are drawn so much to the show is because you can really feel the bond between the characters we talked about it being like very like sibling energy like kind of everybody's like brothers and sisters (laughs) what what's like a, a good memory you share with each of like the main cast members that you're just like oh my god this memory i'll hold with me forever Oh, let's see each one. <laughs> that's, that's such a good one too because I, because I, when people say what's your favorite memory, that's mm-hmm. so hard to pick out. So like, many, it's almost impossible because also there's certain ones I love where only like certain people were there, but then I'm also like, but this yeah. one was really fun too. So for each person, I mean, let's start with Maddie, let's start with Maddie. Yes. Yeah. Maddie, I I have so many good memories with Maddie. When I was out in Vancouver for about nine days in September, I went out to do all the recordings and um, table reads and camera tests, all like the pre-production stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back to LA for something and then go back to Vancouver to film. So it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But my first day, first full day in Vancouver, Maddie texted me, cause we had already met a couple times prior, but not mm-hmm. fully like bonded. And she texted me and she said, hey, I have the whole day off. Do you wanna maybe get coffee, get some like macaroons or something and just yes, like chat. Macaron, and I, yes. I loved that. I, I thought that was the sweetest thing. And so mm-hmm. I immediately was just like, yes, let's do it. So we went to Starbucks and we talked for like two hours about each other. And then we also really talked about Carrie and Julie's relationship. And we kind of made up our own, not necessarily detailed backstory, but we really figured out their feelings towards each other prior to filming. Yeah. And so that was a moment I'll definitely never forget. And it was just such a great bonding experience between the two of us. And I think that's when we really first truly hit it off as good friends. Mm -hmm. So that's one I definitely like hold very special in my heart just because it was also the first time we really got to learn about each other. So that was really cool. And I'm sure Kenny loved that because Kenny loves when like actors figure out like the backstory and like themselves. Yeah, it was a blast. What about... um, French Canadian native Charlie Gillespie, <laughs> the one and only Charlie Gillespie. <laughs> Charlie Gillespie. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, there was one memory. Um, oh, that's a good one. I was trying to think of like my favorite. There's this one where we went on a hike with our director for episode six, Kristen. Okay. And he texted me and he was like, "Hey, we're gonna do the grouse grind hike." Okay. Now listen. Do I hike? No, not really. <laughs> Me. I'm going to be very, very honest. I don't really hike. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can if someone asks me to. And I totally will. And I'm totally good with it. And I'm, I'm not bad at it. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. This hike. He literally said, oh, it's so, it's easy. It's like, no big deal. Whatever. It's going to be fun. So the three of us go. We are one fourth of the way through. And I'm ready to, like, throw up, pass <laughs> out. We're done. Like, get <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Catching me on a Monday morning, just double tapping pe- pictures of people, you know, hiking at 6 a.m. while I'm in bed, just like, yep. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this boy was flying. Like, oh. I, I, I've never seen someone go so fast. He was just going. He's so active, like so active. And he has so much energy. And I thought I had a lot of energy. And when, we, when I saw the sign that it was only one fourth of the way through... I was like, that's a lie. It's at least, <laughs> least got to be like three-fourths. We got to be almost You looked at it and you were just like, this is disrespectful. <sighs> this is not it. 
And then, so we completed the hike. It, it took us a little bit, mainly because of me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we completed the hike. And then at the top, there was this restaurant. We ordered the nachos. <laughs> That's the like, reward. If every I, hike had a restaurant on top, I would go. I would go. See, I didn't know there was a restaurant on top until about halfway through. And then he told me, and I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be to Keep fuel going. up. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the next day, I remember I wasn't, like, too sore, but I was pretty sore. And then I remember he, I texted him, and he said, listen, I didn't say it was that hard because I had, I thought you might not go. I was like, next mm-hmm. time just prepare me because yeah. I still would have gone. <laughs> I have so many good ones with Charlie, but that was probably, like, the funniest one just because he was so far up at the top at mm-hmm. each checkpoint, and I'd still be, like, struggling to even get halfway. So that was a fun one. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not sure if that's a good memory or I would be triggered my entire life by it. But like, you know what? There's a restaurant on top. I would go. I would do it. Mm-hmm. And it was a good restaurant too. Mm. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. 10 out of 10. I would hike again to go back to that restaurant. <laughs> I would drive up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the move. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what about um, Owen? Ugh. How dare he? No, I'm just <laughs> Him? Really? No. Um, Next question, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so mean. I don't want people to be serious. No, no, oh my no. God, I'm totally kidding. No, Owen's just like the funniest person. I feel like every memory I have with him is just like iconic because something yeah. happens mm-hmm. that just stays with me. Um, I mean, plus I've known him for so long that there's even memories from like years ago that still stick with me. But I'm trying to think from Julian the Phantoms. I'd, I mean, I had so much fun with him for All Eyes on Me. Right. That one was definitely a strong memory. And, and you know, it had so many special reasons behind it just because we are such good friends. And we've been friends since Night Squad, so when we were both 16 years old. And that right. moment between the two of us was so special and it was just so much fun and i mean he was he was nervous about it at first but once he got the hang of it it was like iconic and now everyone loves it and it's one of the best parts in the show in my opinion seeing him just live his best life (laughs) i love it and you know i was nervous in the beginning because i was just like okay owen owen is a very guy guy i was like is he gonna pull off this like drag race fantasy dance moment and then like he did the arms and i was just like Okay, in that part, he was terrified. Because, okay, so the way that this worked was that they had a certain track for Owen to do as far as the choreography went. Mm -hmm. And we had learned it this one way. And Owen and I never rehearsed it together. I learned All Eyes on Me in about one rehearsal, I think. And then he learned it. He had known it for a little bit. Because they worked on the choreography with him when he was already cast. And then once I got cast and once I started rehearsals, then I learned it in that one time slot. But... They had learned, we learned it a certain way and it was totally different than what it ended up being on camera. Mm -hmm. And I remember like the original one was kind of similar, but there was a lot of stuff in it that was a little bit simpler when it came to the choreography. And I remember we decided to have one last rehearsal because my first rehearsal, they changed so much of it. Right. Like, okay, we're going to have to reteach it to Owen. And I remember they, sometimes with the drivers, you'd get the same one. So you, if you're going to the same destination and you're going to mm-hmm. the same rehearsal, they just have one driver come pick you up. So that morning, 
I, I texted Owen. I said, hey, we're in the same car today. Do you want anything from Starbucks? I'm happy to go get it. And I remember he finally answered me back. He's so bad at answering his phone. <laughs> finally answered me back while I was already checking out at Starbucks. And he was like, hey, have you left yet? Did you get anything? And I was like, yeah, I got myself something. Do you want anything? And then he told me what he wanted. And I said, okay, great. I mean, I know the car- I know you guys are supposed to be pulling up in like five minutes because they were picking him up first. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know you're supposed to be here in like five minutes. So like... I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry. And he said, dude, I haven't even left my apartment yet. I'll stall them. Like, it's totally okay. I kind of just exposed him saying that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> he's like, it's okay. I'll take my time. I like, just, just don't worry about it. I'll stall them. So then we, I, he finally got there. I got in the car. And the first thing he does, he's sitting in the front seat. The first thing he does, he turns to me like whiplash almost. And he's like, did you see the new choreography? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I do. And he goes, what is whacking? Which is the arm yes, thing. And he yes. was like, what is that? Kenny said, I'm doing something called whacking. So I pulled up a video and I showed it to him and he said, I can't do that. <laughs> Everybody can. Honestly, bring him to a drag bar or a drag club next season and he's going to understand. It. He's going to understand. He, he'll get it. He, he'll it's get totally it. fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was, he was nervous about that. But then it Turned out fantastic on camera, and we had such a blast filming it the entire time. So oh, it was probably, like, so one good. of my favorite memories just because it was also special for the two of us to have that. I mean, out of every cast member and every character, for mm-hmm. the two of us to get to do that was really cool. It was really yes. cool. Yes. Okay, what about Jared? And then I want to touch on... Honestly, this wire is just disrespectful. <laughs> um, after that, I want to touch on something that you talked about with this dance. But what about Jared? Any favorite memory with Jared? Oh my god, they're so... I love Jer. Okay, here's the thing about Jeremy. You can have so many wonderful conversations with him because he just gives the best advice and he's always there and he's just like one of the sweetest people. He's like a little teddy bear. He's just one of the nicest people. But one that really sticks out was when I first uh, really hung out with the whole group. It was during those nine days in Vancouver. And Mm -hmm. when we were there, we had a game night and... Carolyn was there, right? And Carolyn and Jeremy and invited everyone over to have game night. And this was the first time I was really having an impression on a lot of them because I had met right. all of them and like seen them around on set and everything or in rehearsals and everything. But we weren't really talking a whole bunch because we were working. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite memories just because Jeremy was so nice and like during rehearsals he even came up to me because he heard me rehearsing all eyes on me and he came up to me and he said you sound so good on it like it sounds so great I can't wait for you to record it just like the sweetest person and then game night happens and he okay him and Carolyn love games and they get very competitive and I did not know this, and it was like a whole new Jeremy, and it was so great. Wait, I love wait, it wait. I can get competitive. <laughs> we talked about we talked about friends characters last episode, and we were talking about what if Jeremy is Ross, what if he's Monica, just too competitive. That's perfect because they're <sighs> siblings too. He's a mix of Ross and Monica. That's perfect. Love a mix because they got competitive. Like Jeremy was still nice, of course he was still nice, but he yeah. like everyone got competitive. But I noticed it in Jeremy, and I was like. I didn't Ooh. expect this. This is, this is new. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was definitely like a favorite just because he is so nice. So to see him get like a little down and dirty about it was like mm-hmm. really funny. <laughs> I loved it. I love that. Okay. So we talked about um, Owen and his All Eyes on Me. All Eyes on Me and Dirty Candy have taken a spot in LGBTQ plus viewers of yes. Julie. People love Dirty Candy because I think 
they embody everything about pop divas and music. Like Absolutely. you have K-pop in there, you have Katy Perry in there, you have some Ariana a bit in there, Spears. a little Britney, just a little <laughs> drizzle, you know. You have <laughs> you have everything in there. How do you feel about? Did you expect it going in? How people would be so drawn to like? I mean, I definitely didn't expect it in general. I mean, I was just hoping people would like it as much as we did, and like we had so much fun recording the songs and you know, the numbers, it's just everything in general with Dirty Candy was a blast. Right. So I was hoping people loved it as much as we did, but I never expected it to resonate so well with the com- with that community. Mm-hmm. Like, I just never expected it, and it war- it makes me so unbelievably happy, and just, like, it warms my heart, honestly. And I think, you know, a lot of that goes to exactly what you said. I mean, it has a little bit of Britney, a little Dash. It has so many influences that is so big within that community but mm-hmm. i you know so much credit does go to owen especially in all eyes on me yeah because to have that moment of you know the songs itself they definitely tell you to embrace yourself and you know throw out your inner diva and mm-hmm. have all eyes on you make them mm-hmm. say wow like you know just, <laughs> that's like it's literally like in the lyric you know to own your awesomeness and to be your fabulous diva self but I feel like a lot of that credit goes to Owen and how he performed in All Eyes on Me. And he's already such a huge example and representation for the LGBTQ plus community. And he does it so flawlessly. Like, can we just give him props for a second? He does it. He really does it. He really does it. He does it flawlessly. And Mm -hmm. it's so real, too. And it's, you know, it's not, it's just. I don't it's know. not I, exaggerated. I like every time. It's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not. It's not exaggerated. It's not like a caricature. You know. He just plays yes. it. And I love what he says about his role. He's like, I don't approach it as, oh, he's a gay character. He's just like, he's yeah. a character who likes men. Yeah. Period. It's normal because that's what it is. A- exactly. It's normal. It's exactly. It's a normal thing. And so the fact he does it just like perfectly. Perfectly. It's great. So um, good. But having him do it and all eyes on me and to be another representation of this is a visual representation now of owning who you are and just living your best life and you know just being fabulous and so I never expected it to resonate so well with that community and that means the absolute world to me I mean that it's it's incredible. Ugh. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it just he means was so awesome. Lot to me, so. I I saw uh, somebody made a fan art um, of um, Alex as a green guy, dirty candy member. Would you be open to the option of having a guy, dirty candy member? And if so, where do I send my resume? <laughs> <laughs> you can send it at this email. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be so down for that. Love like, that. I'd love it. You know. Dirty Candy, yes, it's an all-girl group, but we don't discriminate. We it could don't be an all-queen group. All, that's it. Mm-hmm. Queens only. Queens, queens only. only. And ah. Alex is a queen. He very Alex much is. Thank is you very queen. much. He's a queen. Mm. Whatever he identifies as, that's what he is. It's the taste for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you work with Kenny Ortega, which I cannot... I would go on a tangent about Kenny Ortega. Right. Um, but I feel like every actor who's had the opportunity to work with him or to work alongside him, um, I feel like you must have, like, expectations working with him, but you mu- must also have, like, surprises of things you were like, oh, I would have never known. What would be, like, the things that you expected that actually did happen and things that you were just like, oh, I would have never known. 
Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, let's see. So, I mean, you know, everyone knows, like you said, that he's such an icon and everything he makes is just like, mm-hmm. it, it's unreal, the stuff he comes up with in that mind. Like, it, it's just brilliant. brilliant. But So, I, I knew going into it that this could be something that's to that same caliber mm-hmm. as all of his other projects. I definitely knew that. But I, I didn't expect it to be so special with all of us. Yeah. And, you know, with Kenny, he is so big on um, family and on relationships. And for someone who's been in the business for as long as he has and is so successful, you'd kind of expect him to be a little bit more, this is my way and I know what yeah. works. Yeah. And he is not that way. Complete Love opposite, that. very much... What do you think? What do you want to do? He'd even ask us our, our opinions on stuff that we had nothing to do with. Like, I remember when they yeah. um, did the first draft of the Perfect Harmony dance, and he asked Owen and I to watch it. So we watched Charlie do it with one of the um, assistant choreographers. So we watched him do it, and then I remember Kenny came up to us and said, what do you think? What about this part? What did you enjoy about that? Do you think this was a little much? You, like, he was just so interested in what everyone had to think on everything about the show. Right. And... So I knew going into it, he I was at least hoping he'd be really nice and like super sweet and just like fun. And I mean, every interview you see where people talk about him, all they can say is just wonderful, wonderful things about him. And it's very true. It's very accurate. I will stand mm-hmm. by that statement. He's everything you've heard, just a gem of a human being. And I, I guess I was just so Love. taken back that he was very much collaborative with all of us on it. So it was it made it even more yeah. special and more fun because it feels like not only am I am I like playing a character that's from a script and from a certain viewpoint mm-hmm. of the writers, but it's also it kind of feels like I had a little bit in there, just like a little bit of yeah. my own thoughts. And so like it was just really cool. It was definitely something I, I wasn't really expecting, but something that made mm-hmm. it even a more special project and a better experience. It was really cool. <laughs> I love that. Kenny, I feel like as much as Kenny is very successful, he has his two feet on the ground. Like he's very grounded. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (sighs) Gotta love Kenny. So, you know, our show is all the concept of, of, you know, Sunset Drive is about having emulating those kind of late night conversations you have with your friends. You know, I'm all about, you know, starting a conversation and then like having a four hour conversation and feeling it went by in a second, which this conversation has gone by in a second. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I want to know what's a conversation that you had with someone that has stuck with you and, and what can you tell us about it? Any piece of advice someone has given you any. That's such a good one. (laughs) I'm trying to think one that's really stuck with me. You know, I I have to go with this one. It's, It's kind of funny, but it's definitely one that I always go back to and I always think about. And I honestly didn't mm-hmm. realize it until you just said it and it kind of just popped into my head. Yeah. But, um, so love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our like head choreographer and main teacher, I guess you could say, at Humphrey School Musical Theater, Shay Rogers, back when she worked with them, mm-hmm. um, she was always like a second mom to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I learned so much from her those years training. I mean, so much of where I am now and how I act on set and just everything about me, so much I learned from her. So I have a lot to thank her for. But there was, you know, 
our academy that we trained at was always very strict and very much like you want to be a professional from the minute Mm -hmm. you walk into the door at the audition, nothing less. And Mm -hmm. so there were expectations that were held for us and that's what we had to live up to. And with Shay, she was always like so welcoming and so kind to everyone, but she expected you to work hard for it. And I remember this, she always had this conversation with us. If people, if certain people weren't really focused or they were like kind of goofing off, she would just simply calmly, but kind of strictly tell us like, it's okay if you want to talk and if you kind of want to do your own thing, but Mm -hmm. that's not what's going to help you get further in life. And if you want this to be your career, Mm -hmm. yes, talent is definitely a key point and a key factor, but the hard work and the dedication will take Mm -hmm. you so much farther than just having talent. You need to be able to put in the work and you need to be willing to put in all those extra hours to get where you want to get in life. And so that has always stuck with me. I mean, every time she said it, it just always hit. And it was like, okay, you got to work hard for it. You got to work for it. We are grinding today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We are booked and busy, baby. Booked and busy. Mm -hmm. If you want it, you got to work hard for it. You can't just expect it. To, be to fall on your lap. Silver platter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely oh, the wise words from Miss Shay Rogers. <laughs> I love that. I'll keep that. I love this little like question I ask each episode because I feel like we can all get something out of those conversations. Yes. It's like sharing that advice with everybody. Like, hey, this is stuck with me. Maybe it's going to stick with you. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I wish we could talk more about like our time is like running out. Um <laughs> I'm so We're just sad. having too much fun. <laughs> We're having way too much fun. I feel like I made a friend doing this podcast. I, I feel like literally people at home, I did too. I love it. <laughs> I feel like people at home will be like, oh my God, I gained a friend too. Like Savannah girl, we vibe on that level. Um but Everyone before can we, be my friend. <laughs> yes. She would be friends with every mean girl from every movie and TV show. So you everybody except got a chance. Tom, Tom. <laughs> except for Tom Tom. Out the door. Um <laughs> But I wanna know, um, before we go, what are three songs? everybody should have on their driving playlist everybody should oh, have no oh no She's like, okay I'm let me look up I'm justin bieber's to, like, playlist mm-hmm. right that's it <laughs> let me think of like what i'm listening to currently i mean okay ariana's new album can we talk POV? about that pov 34 plus 35 <gasps> that's one that woman that's did something. One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that one is different. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one. Um, I think "Wonder" by Shawn Mendes. Oh my god! I Literally, love him. <gasps> I love him. <laughs> I I love him so much. It's kind of a problem. Oh my god! I okay. This I might have to scratch this off the record because this is embarrassing for me. Um, but he came <laughs> to a <sorry>. concert. <laughs> he came to a concert here. And um, he jumped off the stage and I was at the gate and the entire crowd started pushing because they tried to touch, you know, his shoulder or whatever. Of course, um, like any sane yeah. person would. When I, I say, would. I mean- mm-hmm, when I say everyone, I mean me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I reached out to like touch his shoulder and then he ended up like running into my arm and like I hurt my arm. But you know what? Shawn Mendes hurt my arm. And hey. That's a story. That's a story. That's a flex at this point. That is I, a huge flex. <laughs> like, not even slight flex. Like, the Sean Mendez hurt my arm. And it's okay. He didn't even it, need to apologize. He didn't. I, I apologize <laughs> to him. Sorry for you hitting my arm. Like, honestly. Sean Mendez Wonder, Ariana Grande, 
Uh, 34, yes. 34 plus 35. Then, I mean, something from Julie and the Phantom. Of course. Obviously. Of course. Um, you know, I would say All Eyes on Me, but I feel like this kind of... Do it, girl. my own song. Do it. So, I mean, I'll say All Eyes on Me or Now or Never. <gasps> I love what a Now banger. or Never. Honestly, they brought back Simple Plan and like and show them that style to like the younger viewers, and I thank them for that. That's that's a community service right there. Round of applause. Round of applause, everyone, for <laughs> <laughs> for Sunset. No, Curve. the boys kill that number. Like the boys are ta- everyone's talented, but like, and the boys are just mind blowing. But on so that good. number, ooh, wow. So good. And then awesome. it opens with that song, and they're like. All like, you know, whenever you hear there's going to be live music in the show, you're just like, is it going to be done right? And then like first opening scene, they're all sweating. I was like, oh, this is done right. (laughs) This This is is it. (laughs) You said they're all sweating. This is it. (laughs) This is how it it feels like to perform. The spotlights, everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Um, You're awesome. I now understand what all the hype was about. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Thank you so much. You're amazing. I love you. this conversation. It was great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where can people check you out if they are they don't have taste and haven't followed you yet? <laughs> that's not that's not good. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and yes, TikTok. What's up? Yes. At my full name, Savannah Lee May. <laughs> Savannah Lee May, go check it out. And you can also check her out on Julian the Phantom streaming everywhere. Um, this show is about to snatch all their wigs with season two. I know that it hasn't been announced yet, but I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> I have it in my heart. I prayed upon my crystals. It's going to happen. Um, it's in here. <laughs> you know, all that matters. We're going to wrap it up with a little bow. Send it Present out. It. <laughs> so this has been our episode for today. I'm Anthony Smith. I'm Savannah Lee May. And this has been Sunset Drive. <laughs>